Previously on Diceweave. Please, Isa, tell me that whoever else is in this house isn't going to stab Pete as soon as he runs in willy-nilly with a radio. I f- imagine those chest wounds also probably sting a bit, but the point is, we're gonna get you home safe and sound, alright? Uh, how are we leaving? You turn around, and that door is in the hall. Colin walks into the room. <laughs> New guests in my home. My name's Pete. I really liked your rhyming scheme. If we murder the crows who took your house, will you not eat any of us? Three coins, arcane and bloody, to trap this witch in this place. Cleanse my home of this avian flood, and your reward will be a home's door. Two out of three. We've uh, got the the easy coin, you know, the one we just need to take from the tree that the birds are all probably are at. Well then, into the woods. So, I think we'd also had a uh, lightly armed Julia. Yes, Yulia. Because she's uh, really down, down to get in a fight. Because uh, she's a lesbian whose girlfriend has been kidnapped, and that's pretty... Wife. Pretty much all it takes. Her wife has been kidnapped. She is ready to snap some goddamn spines. As we all know from the Matrix quadrilogy, queer love is the most powerful force in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and also Isis there, but she's like... 13, so I don't know. 15 She's 15 and has a knife, but it's more of a, oh no, just in case of emergencies knife. Look, she's 15, which means she's basically 13, which means she's a baby. <laughs> Not sure about the math there, but uh, sure. <laughs> you, you got the right answer, but I'm not sure the equation was right. I mean, sh- they're definitely baby, but uh... <sighs> All right, well... It- one thing before we start tromping off into the dark, dangerous, weird wolf-infested wolf woods, uh, should we break the other two coins now so that whenever we have to deal with shit down the line, we can just break it and don't have to worry about these shits along the way? I worry somewhat if the third coin gets broken without our complete intention and what the witch might do. I'd much rather be able to free her while we can keep our eyes on her. Okay. I mean, definitely solid. I just... Uh, this whole situation's got me feeling... Ugh, worried. I feel similarly concerned. We could break one of the coins, take one, and then ideally we'd be able to salvage at least one of the other three before getting back here. I think that's probably a good way to go about it. Uh, Not a bad plan. Who knows how to break a coin? Draws the great sword. <laughs> let's let's put the coin on the kitchen table and Nav just points at it. <laughs> oh no, wait, wait, wait. Is this not just gonna go straight through the table? Does it particularly matter if we also break the table? I mean, do we want to piss off the uh, wish who probably is looking for any loophole to fuck us over anyway? Fine. I'm just saying. Uh, she's alright. Oh my god, you fucking Pete. We could probably find a stump or something outside. Nav takes the the coin off of the table, goes out the back door of the kitchen, and finds a rock and puts the coin on the fucking rock. Okay. Is this a better position for which to destroy the coin? Yeah, it seems fine. My vote goes, yeah. I mean, she still can't go out, right? I mean, besides, she seemed to like to have a whole oath thing going on, and I don't think there's... 
I mean, if she does turn out to be evil, I don't think there's much else in this dimension we care about going kaput, even if... Because, I mean, she promised to set us all free, and... I don't know, in these sort of fairy tale things, oaths are pretty binding, even if you're evil. Yeah, but at the same time, she could be saying, Oh, I'll set you free, as in free of life. Yes, there is a lot of word games, and I'm not super great at metaphors. I, uh, I, f- I failed spelling every year. Since y'all are not remembering the exact phrasings, if you wanted to specifically recall, uh, you can make a roll if you wanted to try and remember, and I could just tell you. Yeah, I'm, you know, Pete's gonna do that because... Well, Pete has notes, right? <laughs> Pete's been scribbling in the fucking notebook this whole time. He said he was taking notes. Yeah, he does usually. I'm not sure if I specifically noted that. After a certain point, yeah. It... Right, because he has the quill and ink. What was? The... I think that was by the time he we found the witch. That Well, he found, he realized he had the, the quill and ink while she was providing... I know he specifically wrote down the three bindings were made to bring me in line, like the the locations of them, basically. But the specific deal that was some of the wording of the deals were made before he realized that he could write them down. All right. So I guess let's all just try to roll to remember correctly. And he rolled a three, so that, that's not enough. It was I was gonna have it be a two. That page was a little smudged. Yeah, it was. It got kind of got distracted because he was like, you know, trying to do witch poetry and was like jotting down like rhymes and. Uh... Oh, and she started doing fucking call out posts on us. I got a seven. Okay, uh, you remember? If... Fifteen. <laughs> okay. I don't remember the specifics, but I remembered it all rhymed. And, like, you can't, like, do an epic double-meaning knife twist while also making it rhyme. That would be so much work. Do you you think she just sits there and practices it all day? Have you never read the works of William Shakespeare? Pete, she she literally has nothing to do right now except scheme and shit. So some of the wording that I think is relevant is, leave them with me. Let their crimes be condemned, and for such a kindness begotten to an old witch forgotten, the old paths between worlds would clear. With a wave of my hand, while on forested land, all those lost back home I would steer. And a separate one was, a deal's a deal for those of old blood, and deceit I do abhor. Cleanse my home of this avian flood, and your reward will be home's door. Now, how much of that's metaphor? Who knows? Yeah, because with something like, oh, your your reward is Holmes' door, it could be, oh, you get to look at Holmes' door once before I fucking put a bullet between your eyes. Or get squished by it in a cartoonish fashion. But, like, aren't scheming types supposed to not get rid of useful pawns? It depends on if she thinks we're that useful. Your unwavering self-confidence is admirable, but I don't know how much it matters here. This is going to sound rich coming from me, but I've never really met anyone that was just evil for the sake of it. At least not without a lot of other things happening first. thought you said you'd rented before. But you... Sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. 
I mean, sure, I've spent plenty of time in retail, but most people have, like, reasons to be... They just don't see that... They just don't see people as human, which, uh, I guess... They were being evil for money or for personal gain or something. There's always a reason yeah, for someone to do exactly. something. You do see how that's worse, though, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, like... Are we going to try to smash this coin or not? I feel like we're getting off of track of smashing the coin. This was what we came here to do, right? Yes, I, I agree. I was arguing for it. I say smash the fucking coin. Go for it. You're the smasher. Okay, cool. Fine. Fucking yank the greatsword. Beat the bitch into the ground. Okay. Uh, I won't make you roll for it. I think that it, it probably, like, I could make you roll for it, but I don't think it's really worth it. Because if you miss, you'll hit it again. Do you think Belle could break a single piece of thin metal? It's not one of those Harry Potter fucking... Horcruxes. Horcrux bullshits where we have to, like, stab it with a special kind of sword. We do just have to hit it really hard. Here, here you know what? Uh, make a level one check. Oh, my... Just, just in case... Uh, just in case something Ooh. terrible happens. Like, maybe you roll a one. That's an eight. Okay, yeah. You bring your sword up, your big-ass sword. You bring it down, and there is a spark. And the coin kind of explodes with a, a puff of magic. Yo. Interesting. Well, I guess that makes sense. I wonder if I could light a torch using that, which would have any magical qualities. Ooh, now that's an interesting idea. I'm just wondering if I could crush one of these fuckers with my bare hands. I think that'd be pretty funny. Given the magical explosion, I would recommend against it. I mean... It was, it was a small explosion. You still shouldn't handle explosions with your bare hands. <laughs> oh, come on. I've held way worse shit. <laughs> Do you have gauntlets? We are good at surviving things. It, 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 it is. It should be said. Part of that is because I keep telling you to not do stupid things. And we keep doing them anyway and surviving. That is a good point. So are we going into the woods now? Yes. Yes, we are. Who's going to hold on to oh, the other yes. coin though I, while I we go? I would really like to go find my wife. Oh, do not worry. Yes, I'm we sorry. are going to go beat the ever-loving shit out of these fuckers and steal a coin and everyone's going to be home safe and sound. We're going to murder some birds. And by that, we mean we're going to apprehend the birds and... Okay, wait, we can beat them up a little. They did. They have done kidnapping and other crimes. I know it might not look like it, but we are professionals. I'll have you know, I, I wear, I'm wearing chain mail here, but back home I wear a suit. I'm, we are professionals. This is our job. I do want to say that we should do our best not to completely kill the birds before we bring them back to the witch in case that clause about her dealing with them and punishing them is necessary component of this and she needs them alive to torture them or make them into potions or something along she those lines. She probably wants some revenge or some shit. Colin, you remember another line. Within my power, a binding bee to beguile those wretched crows three. Release me from my prisonous abode, and the crows will reap what deceit has sowed. Well, if I'm remembering right, I think she's going to take care of the crows for us, as long as we can break those coins. I think that's a part of the deal. All right, then. Yeah, I, I was going to say that maybe trying to fight them might not go so good. They, 
I mean, I'm sure he was just hyping up his brothers, but they did sound kind of scary, and I... Other than this bow, which I hopefully know how to use, I don't think I fight real good without the rest of my powers, or with my powers even. I... Which was why I was going to suggest that perhaps, Pete, you should consider being our watch for the minor in our party. Yeah, okay. No offense to your fighting prowess, of course. It's just you have the least experience of the three of us, and... Well, you seem good with people. Uh, I'm usually better. He can also make illusions. <laughs> yeah. It is true. I, I was trying to figure out how to work that into conversation, but... Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, go ahead. Unfortunately, Pete would not bring this up. Pete would be like, yep, that sounds right. <laughs> okay. Oh, good, good to know. Okay, so real quick, though. so who, mean to this. Who, who do we want to carry the coin just in case shit goes sideways? Well, you're the most likely to be able to break it in a pinch. Alrighty. I'm cool with it if you guys are. I say stealth is our objective at this point, so let's move quietly together towards the tree and once we are within vision of the space we'll further plan our line of attack sounds good we need to get a lay of the land anyway let's do it a lay of the land you say and then Neff just starts floating into the sky <laughs> okay that is they've been doing this all day but fucking hell is that cool that's pretty awesome yeah I kind of wish I'd gotten that one Always wanted to fly. Whenever we go somewhere, I never get like, oh yeah, here, cool, you can fly or shoot lasers or some shit. I just get a different thing to hit the shit with. I mean, I can make things here, like little illusion things. That's pretty cool. I really can't complain, though. Flying does look fun. I wonder if they let me ride piggyback. Pete, that is so dope. So Nav still has the bedsheet rope from uh, last episode tied around their waist. <laughs> okay. If somebody can just... Drag me along if my momentum fails. <laughs> oh, like a balloon. That sounds fun. <laughs> okay. What is happening? I'm so confused. Is this stealth anymore? I don't know if if this is super visible from a distance. All right, team, move out. Um, a fucking tall uh, herbo, a fucking tiny minstrel, a monk, a flying child, a woman with a bat with a knife taped to it, and another child. It was a hockey stick with a knife, but yes. Who's got Nav's rope? I, I assume me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta sure. get that knife missile. Yeah, you can whip... Whip Nav down in an emergency as a, like, distance attack. <laughs> Get ready for the missile. Hammer throw style. God, the energy for this episode so far is incoherent. It is absolutely unhinged <laughs> in a weird, feral way. I've had a long week, okay? <laughs> I'm trying. Love you. Uh, all right. The f six, six of you. The six of you set off into the woods. You set off down the path that extends behind the house. It's a much smaller path than the one before that leads up to the house. That that path is it's wide, it's very clear, it's big enough for like a cart, probably. But this path is more of a, a footpath through the woods. But it is it is definitely there, and it is heading in the direction towards this tree that you can see looming over the canopy. 
If I look at it through my spyglass, do I see anything from this distance? So you're heading into the woods. You're going to have to... There are tree branches that could potentially get in your way. So if you want to look at it before you go in, you can certainly do that. All right. I would like to take a look at where we're going. I've got a fancy spyglass. I'm not afraid to use it. So you're currently floating a, a little ways up. How, how high are you floating? I don't know if this bed sheet's very long. Uh, what do, what do you think the most reasonable length of rope you could have from a single set of bedding would be? Folks? Like, this is an impromptu math quiz uh, question. Maybe like seven feet, eight feet? Yeah, I was going to say like maybe ten. Yeah, that would probably be the, the high end. Okay, let's say eight. I think eight sounds reasonable. Which probably doesn't put me above the tree line. But I could probably request somebody let go of the rope so I could get over the tree line. Okay. You float on up above the tree line and you can see through your spyglass. It, it is probably a 15 minute walk away, but it is really quite big. And you can see... Now that your vision is seeing closer to it, you still can't really make out details, but you can tell that there are things hanging from the branches. Relatively small things. Um, from ropes and whatnot. Presumably ropes. But you can't quite make out the, the actual individual things. All right. Not close enough yet to get much valuable information, but I'll keep you guys posted and we'll do another check a little closer to the venue. What? <laughs> Nav drops the blanket on Colin's head. <laughs> you walk down this path and it is dark. The trees are relatively spooky, but they are still... they They are not as overtly ominous as they were that first time you were traveling through the woods. You can hear wolves howl in the distance, but none come close. And after 10 minutes, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, you can tell that you're coming up to the edge of a clearing of some kind. And if you are being sneaky, then you peer through the, the foliage and you can see a massive tree trunk in the middle of this clearing, probably 20 feet into the clearing itself. And the tree trunk is like 30 feet around. It, this is a big fucking tree. Its branches stretch out and create this very dense canopy, this kind of balloonish canopy. This is not a tall tree. It is a thick tree. How many seas are we talking here? Baobab? At, at least three, I was going to say. Yeah. Ooh, damn. I'm thinking of a Baobab. Do you know what a Baobab looks like? Uh, Time to look it up. <laughs> Man. It's a type of African tree. Um, A little bit. It's kind of that. It's the Lion King tree. 
yeah. yeah. It's it's more the Lion King tree, but a little bit much more densely foliaged, and and its branches are also taller as well. Like it's 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 like a cross between a baobab and a red wood. Oh damn! Oh wow, that would be a terrifying type of tree to <laughs> exist. Is, yeah, but it would be great. <laughs> like it, it's it it is it is. Yeah, it's like a cross between a redwood and a baobab, where instead of being super tall, it's a redwood, but thick. Thick. Couldn't you drive a car through it? If you cut a hole in it, absolutely. It's 30 feet around. Oh, God, I hate that. It's a 30-foot diameter, I mentioned that. I hate it. I hate that so much. I don't know what the diameter of our car is. (laughs) Like six, six, seven feet, question mark? There we go. Okay, answer question, question asked, question answered. <laughs> yeah, it would be probably. I guess it would be like five or six feet because I can't stretch out in the back seat. For for the listening audience, please know I'm not actually so stupid as to think a car is thirty feet in diameter. I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> Cut that out. Everyone needs to think that Kenzie is the is the herbo here. So, question for Lexi. Yes, Will. We found two of the three coins, mm-hmm. right? Did their designs look different? <laughs> well, we destroyed one already, so it's hard to say. If this is too late to say because they would, one was destroyed and I didn't call this out earlier, then I, I'm fine to play that rule. I mean, you probably could have glanced at them. I mean, we did look at them, probably. Yeah. I, I'm not going to... Like, you won't get, like super in-depth details but when you glance at them they looked like roughly similar symbols like maybe maybe some slight variations but they were it it appeared to be basically the same arcane markings damn it will has a great plan but pete would never suggest it because pete's an idiot (laughs) yes (laughs) so mean i love him but he's one of our himbos Will has a great plan to, like, it would involve maybe going, maybe, like, slightly trying to fuck over the witch a little, and and Pete trusts this witch with his life. Uh, (laughs) Mm. He's going fucking Steven Universe best friends with the enemy things. Yeah, because Pete is a writer, but if that's his reason for not doing it, that's, that's a toughie. That being said, I do have a way of, like, somewhat suggesting it. So, uh, I, before we start doing the stealth stuff, uh, I did have, like, a thought. Now, don't get me wrong, we should break all three of these things without absolutely, I, but, like, if we're caught, the bird guys, like, clearly know what they do, right? And I could kind of, I mean, we have the second, and... The first, I mean, we kind of destroyed the first, but it looks mostly similar. I could kind of create something that looks like the third, and we could, you know, threaten to destroy him unless they do what we say. We could fake him out. Yeah, just... That's ingenious. Contingency, you know? Pete, that, that's a fucking dope plan. Congratulations. That was a brilliant plan. Good job. Let's all get rocks. If they catch us, then you just make the illusion of it and, like, if you could make the illusion of it and, like, pretend you'd, you'd break it with some magic or some bullshit, 
Or just, like, hold it and threaten it like, oh, this is the last one. Navis getting around on the ground looking for rocks that are roughly the same shape and size as coins. Well, hopefully it doesn't come to that. I mean, on the one hand, I'd be... I kind of want to... I kind of want to see what they offer, but at the same time, I... It's like, I don't want to go back. We have, like, a deal. I don't go back on deals. Especially fancy black magic ones. See, it's less about the deal for me and more about the whole I don't work with fucking crows bullshit. Yeah, though, that... Also that, I guess... We're here to do a job, not uh, suddenly befriend and turn uh, turn into friends with the fucking slavers. Oh, no, 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 I wasn't suggesting befriending them. More like extortion? I completely understand that, but Pete, at the same time, you have to understand my baseline, like, frame of reference for you has been completely warped because we met a fucking creepy witch in the middle of a potion room who started creeping up on us rhyming, and you went, oh yeah, I want to be pen pals with that. I, I just, I don't see what you guys had against the witch. She, I mean, she was creepy as hell, but like, not even just, I kind of figured that you guys seem less new here. How is this even on your barometer? I was turned into goo last month and we got here and we were instantly almost mauled to death by a bunch of crazy wolves and you cut one of them in half. It's, things just happen, you know? I mean, it's like crazy wit, like creepy wits with cool rhyming scheme that just seems to come with the territory. And besides, these fairy tale things have, like, endings, right? Some. I think your idea of the things we deal with on a daily basis might be a little bit skewed by your recent experiences. Really? Or maybe your the previous experiences. I don't know, you seem to have had a very weird life. Eh. I don't think it's that abnormal. Pete, can you please move your foot? I think there's a rock <laughs> under it I can use. Oh, of course. Uh, you'll pass the rock. Is is this part of your, like, professional plan making? Is this just a process for you? Yeah, or def- definitely. It, it, this is just uh, how we we kind of have to brainstorm in the moment sometimes to make sure that we're coming up with the uh, the best plans, you know? You know? Okay. We could pretend this is a bit we're doing, if that would be more comfortable. Oh, Pete. Sometimes we work in kind of a jazz style. You know, we just got to riff for a bit until we come up with something good. Okay, good good to know. I'll just let you do your thing, I guess. Let me know when I get to smack someone. Okay, so we sneak up to the tree. It, it said, what What was that rhyme? It was the in the roots? Yes. Which means we're probably going to have to get pretty close to it. All right, do we all want to go start looking or maybe have uh... I guess before this plan gets like made, I you should probably get more details of the actual glade, yeah? Yeah. Nav was going to suggest another uh little little trip up above the tree line okay. to you know, check on everything. Okay, y'all can role play that out and I can give you information. <laughs> Bell, can you give me a solid toss upwards above the tree line? Don't even have to ask. I would yeet you any day of the week. Oh, but please hold on to the rope so I don't just fly into the stratosphere. I mean, you can you you have control of up and down. Remember? Okay. Remember? <laughs> right. Right. This I do have I I just can't move backwards and forwards without momentum. Right. Sorry, I was thinking gravity mode for a while there where I just can outer wilds myself into the sun if I'm not careful. <laughs> 
it's fine. You've got the you've got the Y dimension covered. It's just X that's a problem. Uh, yeah, isn't that just Nav's problem? Um, <laughs> new lore drop on Nav. I don't know. Let's let's just keep. Going. <laughs> okay, so you go ahead and float with your little wings, magic magic wings, and pixie dust. You float up to the top of the trees, and you can look from where you are into the glade itself. And I assume you use the spyglass. Yes. Now that you are closer, you can see that hanging from this tree are trinkets, toys, things that would have been precious to people. Not necessarily monetarily, but sentimentally. You can also see sitting on the ground of the glade is Fugan. He has his eyes closed and he seems to he just seems to be sitting there. You can also see three people? Is that the is that the number? I don't know. Let me sec give me a second. One, two Nathan? <laughs> Does anyone know here know how to count? <laughs> oh, interesting. Sorry, I sold my ability to count to a demon last week for a pizza. Ah shit, man. <laughs> Did it have pepperoni at least? Yeah. Okay, you know what? Well, well, soul's well spent. You know what I fucking want is a Chicago deep dish pizza, but I cannot get one in town because the only place that says they sell them is clearly a front for some kind of criminal organization. <laughs> Isn't that always the problem with the good pizza places where you're like, oh, yeah, this will be great. No, no, nah, they're just fucking money laundering for the mob. Clearly, it's it's ridiculous. Okay, you can see three people in this glade currently just kind of lying on the ground not moving oh no they're all they're all kind of right next to each other it looks like they fell where they stood you don't see blood so that's a plus all right now i was going to come down and report the situation you also saw one of the crows uh, not who was not fugan you saw a different crow kind of standing near ish the tree kind of keeping an eye out next to a weird looking device, like six feet tall device. Does not look like it belongs here. Looks almost like a, well, I, <laughs> I was going to say it looks like a press, but really what it looks like is a cruxtruder from Homestuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Had to out yourself. For the people who understand that. <laughs> I, it's my fault, really, yeah. that Lexi says these things, and also that Nathan understands them. <laughs> but I think that's the only people I'm responsible for here. And for that, I do not apologize. Anyways, Nav is going to come down, uh, and Pete, can I please borrow a sheet of your paper and uh, quill for a moment? Uh, sure. Nav is going to draw a very simple diagram of the space. So, as you can see here, these three lines are people, most likely victims of the crows. Fugin is here, seeming to take some kind of a nap, and there's his brother, who I'm going to codename Wugin for the time being, because he's the watching Dugan. <laughs> is well, I like it. here next to the machine. I was going to call him Curly. Excellent work. He does appear to have somewhat curly feathers, so that works as yeah, well. Yeah, Fugin's name is now Mo. God damn it. Let's all give them, like, different and slightly disparaging nicknames. That way we'd, like, really throw them off. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fugan? Fugan's name is Shithead. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that will be confusing. They're all shitheads. Uh, they're all just different flavors of it. Like, uh, wait, uh, they said, uh, Fugan said before that, uh, his two brothers, one was a big enforcer type like me, and then the other was a magic person. Did this person look like magical, or was this like a buff bird? <laughs> was the bird jacked, Lexi, you didn't mention? Uh, this was not a particularly jacked bird. The bird didn't look like he was particularly of the muscular variety, so we should be careful in approaching him for lack for potential of ranged attacks. May I propose a trio of nicknames? Absolutely. Donald, Goofy, and Mickey. Perfect. This oh. one's fu- Fugan has to be Goofy. Clearly. Without question. I mean, we, we kicked his ass. A- again, is this part of the plan? Yes, it is. Uh, we have. It's crucial. Okay. Donald is clearly going to be the one on watch. Yes, he is the magic user. Exactly. And then Mickey, he's the one I'm going to have to fucking throw hands with whenever he shows up. But can I just say that it is pretty obvious that whatever this is, like waves at the diagram, is a trap. This is such a trap. Mm. Do you think... If you tossed me towards the one on watch, I would be able to drop a rock on him <laughs> from enough of a height <laughs> to injure but not murder him. I Good work. I I'm not entirely sure how uh velocity or uh viscosity or some shit has <laughs> has to do with that or like how much uh how much g-force you gotta build up to make that uh really smack them uh all i know is we probably need to deal with those two quick before we can do any searching i think mav nav can do that math no you can't not here (laughs) but navigation is one of my key skills and the way that i learned that was by doing math wait wait sorry what is it navigation Oh, that is, uh, that, technically that is math, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is a thing that you would... Especially the navigation that I would have known would have involved G-forces and essentially tossing shit. Mm-hmm. No, that, actually, you're, you're correct. I would give you that. Calling it now, Nav was a fucking, like, a cyborg astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nav is, uh... Can never roll to do the calculations quickly. I see no comment. Suspicious. <laughs> yeah, uh, for our listeners at home, most of the players don't know each other's backstories or what's the deals going on with them, except for Kenzie and Nate, who are married. So <laughs> Yeah, we know each other's because we're married and we live in the same house, and so we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us have the, like, uh... wish straight not to tell each other things immediately as soon as we think of them. Oh, weirdly enough, Lexi, who I live with, the fucking GM loves to flaunt what they have that I can't know in the room <laughs> over me right now. Hello. Fuck you. I'm... Hear this? This is the sound of me punching the wall, you motherfucker. <laughs> this is the exact like pleasure of being the DM or GM specifically, though. That's why there's such a crossover between dungeon masters and dungeon masters, if you know what I mean. Uh, th- this lets me have my sadistic streak expressed without the p- possibility of actually hurting anyone. Leather is expensive also. <laughs> also that. <laughs> hey there, mid-roll time. We are coming up on the end of this arc, probably 
two or three more episodes, and I have a few little announcements and things to say. The big one is, once this arc is over, we'll be skipping posting an episode, maybe two, in the main Strange series. Sort of. Right now, with my editing schedule, scheduling recordings, things coming up, and other projects, editing has been getting tighter and tighter. Sometimes I've had audio less than a week, or have been barely able to finish a content edit until the night before release. Definitely not right now. On top of then writing and recording the post-show clips. I'd love to have a little bit more time with each episode, so I can take a second pass over them, or I can consider writing additional music, and just generally be less stressed. So, once this arc is over, we'll take probably a month off. Uh, During that month, we'll release a one-shot that Val and I recorded months ago when nobody else could make it to a session. It is technically in the Strange Universe with some indirect tie-ins to some future lore. Posting it and taking the month off will hopefully let me get ahead a bit on recording and editing. During that month, we might also release a different one-shot most of the group ran, but it ends on a cliffhanger that we haven't recorded a resolution to, so I'm still kind of going back and forth on whether to wait or not. Point is, you'll still have some content in the feed before we go back to regular Strange content. Another thing, you've probably noticed Val's audio going weird and possibly painful in the last few episodes. I've done my best to make it not completely terrible, but we don't know what's causing it yet, and it seems very random. Val has been going back and forth with Microsoft people for the last two weeks, and hopefully it gets resolved soon. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying the show. We'd love it if you'd recommend us to your friends and get us out there more. Word of mouth is the primary way people learn about the show, and we love doing it, and would love for more folks to hear it. Now, with all that out of the way, back to the show. Uh, Anyways, Nav is... Doing math. That was going to at least do the internal math on that. Or alternatively, I could attempt to crush the machine. The machine definitely gives me some bad vibes, but I don't think it'll turn on without somebody to turn it on. Fair enough. Nav goes to look for a large rock. (laughs) Okay. With Nav and rocks this episode. Nav works with what they have. What they have right now is rocks. Or... Hear me out. We could just have Pete conjure a distraction to get the guard to get Donald away from the tree. Could I drop the rock on Fukin then? (laughs) Uh, That sounds like a solid plan to me. Like, if Nav drops a rock on Fugin and uh, either Pete lures him out or just somehow we just take out Donald, Goofy gets fucking wrecked. I think we should have a plan to capture Donald rather than just incapacitate him. The rock would incapacitate him and then allow us to perform a capture maneuver. If I get a large enough rock, I can pin Fugin long enough to tie him with my bed sheets. but you would also need to have some plan in place after distracting the other one to get their hands on him so we can return him to the witch later. Uh, I am currently looking up what is in an explorer's pack because that is apparently something I have. Do you have a rock? <laughs> You know, I probably have a pretty solid (laughs) equivalent. To be clear, Nav, you can find a fucking rock. (laughs) (laughs) It's not taking you hours to find these rocks in the middle of the woods. I'm so confused. The best one was under Pete's shoe last time. At least this time it's big enough. It'll be fun. (laughs) Cut to Pete, like, standing with his foot, like, leaning against a rock that's big. (laughs) He's just sitting on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> can you move your butt? <laughs> okay. Is that the plan then? What is our plan for capturing Donald? Uh, Nevis standing next to the fish sufficiently sized rock. Whatever happened to the chain we had? <laughs> oh, do we still have that? I don't see a reason why you wouldn't have just like grabbed it off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. If not, Julia probably would have wrapped it around her hockey stick for extra fucking oomph. Julia would have absolutely just fucking did a walking dead that shit. All right. So we have the chains. So my understanding of the current plan is I will take this rock and drop it on Fugin and then attempt to tie him with the bedsheet with the aid of somebody, hopefully. Meanwhile, Pete will be using his illusion powers to distract Donald, where, let's say, Belle then hits him hard enough in the head to incapacitate but not kill him, and then we chain him up with the chains. Yeah, because real quick, instead of me scouring the book, it's Belle just desperately looking through a rucksack, just like, I got 50 feet of rope, bunch of fucking rations, I got some torches, some spikes, a hammer, and some clothes and boots. Well, we can... Use the spikes to hammer them into the ground to keep the birds chained up, perhaps. But we got rope and chain. Or you can just knock the bird out with the hammer and tie him up with the rope. You can knock the bird out however you please. I'm using my rock. I'm going to use my fist just because, uh, it, admittedly, it, the last time I smacked someone with a hammer, I caused a little bit more damage. It was a little, it was a little life-threatening. Okay. I mean, they are slavers. We do. We, do they need to be alive? No, but for the uh, for the witch, we gotta make sure. We wanna play that safe. Yeah, I guess that is fair. If she wants her revenge on these fuckers, uh, and she can fuck us over if we don't manage to do it right, well. Isa, Julia, can we put you in charge of taking the captives after we've defeated the crows? Yeah, I... I... <laughs> Did you see Danny over there? What happened to you? Relate all this. She's just on the on the ground. Are what's going on with them? Are they alive? I wouldn't assume they were dead. They are being used here. They wouldn't kill them for no good reason. This is an important thing to note, uh, Yulia. You've been working on the tree for a bit. How many others are there? No, Yulia hasn't. Isa has. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, how many others were there at the tree? At the tree, there would have been, right now, there would have been Luther, Danny, and Toby. And Toby, you would recognize as a name uh, from the myriad people that have gone missing, but you didn't check up on them specifically, because that's a lot of effort for me as a GM. Okay, then every everybody is accounted for. It and This also doesn't account for all of the people who went missing suspiciously. Yeah. Which, maybe it's unrelated, but... Oh, boy. Or, I mean, like, there are lots of potentially people in the f other places he Like, the witches thing said all of them, not specifically the ones at the tree. So, you know, if we accomplish this, then she is good on her Let word. And there are other people somewhere else around here that'll get solved. Mm. And otherwise, we'll still have to deal with Radigan in the main world. Or not main world, Earth. Fair point after this so if there's more people like uh, trapped in his basement in a more traditional manner we'll deal with them then all right so 
Okay, you're ready to take uh, take down Goofy with the fucking rock. Uh, just like a fucking great sword on the back, hands out, ready to absolutely go. As you can see, I picked a rock that has a bit of a point at the end. Jesus Christ. But I'll drop it the other way. Dear fucking God, Nav, you are brutal. I said I would drop it the other way. That That's aerodynamic. Yeah, that's how science works. <laughs> oh, boy. Depends on the angle and the spin. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Nav's going to be calculating the aerodynamics of the rock that perfectly. I think they're more worried about making sure that it's fast enough to, like, not just, like, bounce off of the guy. Yeah. Oh, do they have hollow bones? They're bird people? Uh, do you want to recall, do you want to try and recall knowledge on this? Yes, please. Nav would probably know whether or not they have, they have hollow bones. Okay. Um, make, make a level, let's say, say level three check regarding Crow Hollow, the crows of Crow Hollow. I did at the very least remember it was called Crow Hollow, so I'm ahead of the curve on that front. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dice went away. <laughs> Give me a sec. I got 17. That's enough. You know that the crows, K-R-O, of Crow Hollow, C-R-O-W, do have hollow bones in their recursion, and it would appear that they have traveled inappositely from said recursion, so they likely do have hollow bones, though they are likely to be sturdier than those... I mean, they are human-sized, you know... So I still might not want to aim for the ribs because if I shatter his ribs and he gets a punctured rib into one of his lungs, that's a pretty quick bleed out. Yeah, but they are they are mostly gliding birds. They, they're not the best at flying itself, even in their own recursion. So they might be a bit on the heavier, denser side. Yeah, they're, they're, they're denser bird people. So I could go ahead and try to break his legs. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think legs are the way to go. All right, I will do that. All right. And that would ensure that they couldn't run away, so that's good thinking. And this time, instantly, instantly frisk the fucker, okay? Yes. Everybody, this is very important. Frisk the prisoners immediately after you tie them up. Okay, okay. Uh, Pete, Pete, do you want to, we can either uh, make the illusion like to try and lure him over this way or maybe uh, make him look the other way or something, and then I can, like, run out and smack him. Yeah, okay. But I think we should move, like, about the same time that Nav does. I will wait for the illusion before dropping my rock. All right. Uh, you ready, Pete? Um, yeah. Yeah, I can do this. I believe in you, man. Big clap on the shoulder and just kind of, like, roll the shoulders, absolutely glaring daggers at Donald. <laughs> Ow. I don't know who Donald is. I, I don't understand. I don't actually know the plan. <laughs> go ahead and describe the things that you're doing, and we'll take it as, you, <laughs> as we go. All right, Nav is floating up to, uh, with with a heavy rock over, <laughs> over Fugan. Okay, so this is going to be a series of checks because you need momentum, right? Right, I should get a toss from somebody. Bell? <laughs> Any day. So go ahead and... Uh, Okay, this is going to be three checks, I think, actually. One is going to be a navigation check to try and basically calculate the angle and where you need to be, and then communicate that with Bell. Okay. The next one will be Bell's throw, 
And then the final one will be your actual like dropping of the rock accurately, which will be benefiting from your presumably successful rolls before. Actually, you'll benefit from both, assuming that they go well. So make your navigation check. It's going to be a level. This is a weird plan. It's going to be level five. Okay, does it get dropped at all because navigation is a skill I have? Yes, it gets dropped by your navigation skill, and you may spend effort, which is points from your intellect pool, three points minus your edge, to reduce it again by one level, which would be three. Uh, If you want this to work, I suggest doing it. That's what I was going to do. Level three. (gasps) Twenty! Woot! I am navigating the shit out of this. I can't even, like... Uh, you had to beat a nine, and yet you got a major effect. Good God. This arc is going to be beautiful. <laughs> you know the precise angles and arcs and the power you need, and you also know contingency plans. Like, you have plotted out alternative arcs and power. Like, if this gets screwed up, like, you have a range of error here. Which means I get bonus on the next Yeah, I think roll. I think both rolls are going to get a bunch of bonuses. Bell, make a level one check. <laughs> Alrighty. Unless you have any Please. skills or want to spend points. That is a 13. Please don't drop me. Yeah, that is plenty. You des- describe what, well, we'll get there. We'll, we'll describe this whole thing as a single sequence once we have all the checks done. And then Nav, you'll get two assets, I think, on dropping this fucking rock as like a weird attack thing. I think it would be level four. It's dropping to level two. If you want to spend any points, it is going to be from... Hmm. Speed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think arguably speed. I really want this to go well, but I also feel like it's so low that I'm wasting time. No, I'll get rid of it. It's always worth it. Or potentially always worth it. Speed is not super commonly used, so... Yeah. I think I have to use it for like making really dramatic changes in my flight trajectory, but that's not a problem right now. Uh, all right. So it's level one check. 11. Okay. Okay. That's enough. So Nav is going to look directly at Pete and say, as soon as I am in the air, you need to start the illusion. And Belle, you need to be prepared as soon as I am in the air to go after that crow and beat the crap out of him. Always. All right. Nav kind of sets themselves up and grabs the rock. I'm ready. Yeet, motherfuckers. Absolutely yeets Nav into the fucking sky and instantly whips around, eyes locked on motherfucking Donald. Meanwhile, in the air, Nav has gracefully pointed themselves with the positioning and agility of a particularly well-trained gymnast to perfect this rock throw and dropped it right over his kneecaps. Okay. (laughs) Nav begins to arc gracefully through the air and the rock begins to fall. Will, I assume you're also doing something here? Yes. Um, Pete kind of hiding kind of behind a a tree somewhat is just going to be like, okay... Not too suspicious. They uh, can't try to fight them, otherwise they just break the illusion. I know. 
They said normal. Well, I think what they meant was... And then a very disheveled, torn-looking copy of Pete with, like, clothes muddy and in tatters runs out into the clearing in a panic. I surrender! This is... This is... I... Fuck! I... There was a witch and... They, they're gonna kill us all, and I, I just do whatever you want with me. It just, I don't need, I can't stay here. I, I'm just an intern, man. Come on. <laughs> I just went to get the coffee for the fucking perps. <laughs> Both birds turn and look at your illusion, and Fugan starts to call out something, but then a rock. Coming down like a beautiful golden shit from God. (laughs) Dropped by one of his many, many bird-like angels. Lands squarely on Fugan. And whatever he was going to say just turns into a scream. (laughs) Bird shat on my car. Excuse me. Angel shat on my kneecap. Nav is going to cut all of the momentum to their flight and drop down immediately, stretching the bed sheet between their hands to immediately gag. Dear God. Okay. Well, here, here's here is one thing. Okay. Uh, so you were thrown up, and you're you're in this arc. So I guess you were planning on dropping the rock and then landing on him at the same at right after. More or less. More or less, that was the plan, to drop the rock and then a split second afterwards cut the height from the jump so that... And just Assassin's Creed this guy? More or less. The rock is going to land somewhere on the legs, and then ideally I've aimed it so that I land somewhere in the head. Okay. And I am absolutely charging at the other fucker. (laughs) Following right down behind this rock, Nav just... Drop assassinates Fugan, not with a knife per se, but he is going into the dirt. Somewhere in the distance, an eagle cries. <laughs> and the other bird standing at the... Do- Donald. Donald, sure. His name is God, Donald, it... Lexi. Until you tell us their real name. <laughs> it's Mugen. It is Mugen. This will be clear in a moment. Oh, too bad. His name is fucking Donald now. <laughs> okay. Donald the Birdman yeah. is distracted by this illusion of Pete running out. And God damn. Okay. We are immediately entering initiative. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, clearly. I think that was never not going to happen. Yeah, I've got a sneak attack. It's time to go. I think this is pretty fucking distracting. Yeah, you. Have, I must say that you have absolutely dealt like four damn, honestly six damage to Fugan, probably because you dropped a rock and then dropped on him. It was it was very brutal. And I'm trying to gag him just to like keep him down. His legs are uh mauled at this point. All right, Nav is going to attempt. Hold up, but there are other people who have to do things now. Everybody else do your things, and then Nav will continue to frisk and tie the bird up. Yeah, it'll be the other two of you. Pluck and prep. And then Mugen will go. Bell and Colin. And then we'll loop back through. All right, all right, all right, all right. So they are they are about 30, 
15 and 30 feet away. So it is you're going to be mostly moving if you want to move. Yeah, I do have uh, I am trained in running. So, uh, ooh, I can I can zoom. Ooh, look, I, I move fast. <laughs> trained in fast. So moving is an action in this game. So I believe there's a check for running a particularly long distance. So if you want to get right up to... If you wanted to get right up to Mugen, the bird next to the tree, uh, you would have to make a check, a, a running check, to successfully do so. Would I be able to uh, like run up to him and still attack? That is a skill that or an ability that type that vectors can get later. I think. Uh, I I have. Oh, I don't have to get close to him. Uh, since we're going for the kneecaps today. I'm going to get out, and I'm going to throw my fucking hammer at his kneecaps. Okay, if you want to move out of the forest, you'd be moving about an immediate distance, which is at most 10 feet, and then throwing the hammer another 20 feet. Let's go. Okay. That, you won't have to make a check for the moving, but you want to make hit him with the hammer. How big is this hammer? Uh, it just says hammer. I assume it's like a... a just like a regular like pit, uh, pit and hammer for like here setting a tent. I'm going to call that a light weapon at best. But you go ahead and make your attack roll. Ranged it'll be a thrown check. I think you can I think speed is probably the pool you might want to use. This will be a level This will be a level 4 check at baseline and then this hammer is not intended to be thrown. It is essentially a improvised weapon. So it's going to go up by one, if you have anything to help with that. Absolutely. I assume this is might. It'll be speed. Oh, Because okay. you're going for accuracy. Eh, still pretty good for me. Okay. That's a level four check. You're going for Mugen or Fugen? Donald. Okay. Tree. So Munin. Ugh. No, his name is fucking Donald. Yeah. No, his name is Mugen. <laughs> not Munin. It's not going to be when I finish with the bitch. <laughs> that is an 18. Ah, oh, I should have gone with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Ah, oh, damn, that would have been great. That will definitely hit. That is also an extra two damage. So, Belle, you book it out of the forest, and you just you pull out your hammer and chuck it at Donald. And just as Nav has fallen from the sky and pinned Fugen. Mugen gets hit with a hammer and takes four points of damage. Congrats on that 18. Ah! Where are they coming from? Everywhere, bitch! And then Colin, if you want to do something. Colin, is there anything you want to do or are you just watching? (laughs) Want to get another kneecap? (laughs) There's only two people. You could check on the hostages, I guess. Heal them up since they're maybe dead. Yeah, I'm going to, as unobtrusively as possible, I'm going to try and get in there and check on the victims. Okay. I love the, I'm sorry, I love the idea of tiny little fairy nav just like absolutely meteor through the fucking treetops to destroy fucking... Uh, Goofy's kneecaps. I come out of the foliage, destroy another man's kneecaps. Colin, okay, time for triage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 
Colin, I think you can, do you want to lead the, uh, Isa and Yulia? Yes. Okay. I think to get there in this one turn, you'll have to make a movement roll. So go ahead and, because you'll be moving essentially long range, I think, in a short time. Okay. Or medium range, I guess. So go ahead and make that um, level two speed check. It's a nat 20. This 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 uh this is a time. You are, Amazing. You are doomed, Lexi. This plan is going so well, you guys. <laughs> I'm doing the whole like marine hand signals with uh Isa and Yulia. You know, I do love that we just did this whole bit of like arguing and brainstorming on the spot to our very confused rescue victims and that and now are like executing all of this shit with navy seals levels of precision <laughs> yeah we're really gonna convince them we know what we're yeah, doing they were just like are you sure you know what you're doing as we're talking about oh yeah this one's mickey this one's donald and then all of a sudden we're out here like it's fucking assassin's creed and we are just dead-eyed destroying these people's kneecaps they will never walk again they will have to glide everywhere they will have to okay. glide from one end of their jail cell to the other. <laughs> you, Yulia, and Isa book it over towards the group. And with your nat 20, you can tell that, like, you can immediately at a glance tell that they are asleep. Somehow they are knocked out. But then you get this, a chill. And, and it, it's almost from a, you can tell it's almost from a direction. And I think you actually pull back before you actually reach them because there is a presence nearby that you cannot see. And with your nat 20, you are suddenly aware of it. I was wondering where Mickey was. I hold up a hand to stop them and like gesture to the, to the underbrush. Okay. They will... M- with as part of this movement instead of getting there they are already backing off and now we will move into mugen humans and fugans oh order i think i'll start with fugan well uh currently hmm. underneath now <laughs> having the worst day of his life take two yeah i i will start with fugan's turn he is just ah my legs my legs where did you come from? As you are s- s- muffling his mouth, his beak with the red sheet. The sheet, yes. Really should have just let us eat pie in front of him. You have essentially stunned him. He is not going to be taking really much of a turn here. Mugen is now. Uh, let's go with Hunan. Be Hunan again. You'll be human again. Sorry. I think near where you are, Colin, you can feel that coldness get even closer, even colder. Go ahead and make a speed defense roll. Uh, It is going to be level four, upped by one. Or no, upped by two minus one for knowing kind of roughly where, where this entity is. So it's going to be a total of level five. With any, if you have anything you want to spend on that, go ahead. Okay, I will spend one effort on that. Okay. That's an 18. Nice. You can feel wind whistling as suddenly 
a third bird person wearing a bit of kind of light leather armor, a bit buffer, certainly buffer than Mugen or Fugen, but definitely more on the roguish side of things as this mirage almost of Hunan is swiping at you with, with daggers just, and you, you're able to catch these glimpses right at the last second as each of the, as he's attacking. Now it's Mugen's turn. Mugen, who is also been kneecapped. No, I'm kneecapped, but certainly got hit pretty hard. I guess his leg is probably, he might be having a limp at the moment, but um, he is certainly up and about. And he is going to pull a feather from his arm. And a little bit of blood kind of trails from it. And he shouts some mystical words. And he's going to make a check. Or he's not going to make a check. Y'all are going to make defense rolls. It's going to be Nav. And it would be um, Pete but Pete is an illusion. So he reaches out with two hands, one at Pete's illusion and one at Nav, and a bit of blood streaks out. Nav, go ahead and make a level four might check. Oh, if, it, if, if it's physical damage at all, the, the illusion just instantly poofs, so. Yep, yep. Nav, make a, a level four might defense task, defense roll. How many of these things do I have to use to give myself a point? It'd be three. Three every time? Okay, I just want to make sure I was doing it right. So I did use that, and I'm pretty sure I got an eight. Three. Okay, that is not quite enough, unfortunately. Good try, though. You had to beat a nine. So this blood streaks out, and it pierces your shoulder just a little bit, and you're going to take one point of might damage. But more notably, you can feel your joints locking up and you are now going to be stunned or you're going to be essentially restrained on your your next turn. The blood also streaks out to the illusion and it fizzes, it puffs away and um, essentially has, that illusion has managed to draw fire. So good job, Pete's illusion. It did something. Okay, so is my might pool the same thing as my health? It is one of your healths, yes. It is typically the first thing that will be taking damage. Okay, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but now we go back to back to y'all. I mean, I think Nav is just probably going to be doing their best to position their frozen potty in a way that doesn't let the fucking crow get away. Mm-hmm. You know, dead weight. You know, make sure that the bonds that I've got are choking him out enough that he's struggling to, you know, Mm -hmm. get enough strength. All of that jazz. You're definitely going to be uh, not tying him up, though, anymore. You are currently kind of locked in. Just kind of holding him down, hopefully. You can probably attempt another, like, some kind of check to do something small. Can I do something small as and move the gag from his mouth to his neck? <laughs> um sure. Eleven. That should do it. Yeah, I'll I'll let that happen. Alright, now I'm paralyzed, but I'm at least I'm choking him, so he can't possibly 
easily get out of that. That seems to, that will definitely make it harder, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whew. I don't want to be strangling people with no purpose. <laughs> so you and Fugan, who has a rock on his fucking legs and is being choked out by a kind of dead fish at this point. Uh, next in the order, probably Pete. Yes. So then remind me of the just general ge- geography of this place that we got going on here um, is so. So Colin's going towards the survivors and has felt that net chill. The survivors like directly by the roots. They're a little bit off to the side. At the center of the glade is a tree. That's about 15 feet wide. But there's about 30 feet of just kind of open meadowy field from the tree line to the base of the tree. And near the base of the tree, not a little bit away from the tree, is Mugen with a weird machine and the people off to the side. And then Fugen is kind of 15 feet out kind of in front of Mugen. And Munin has made no reaction to the fact that his brothers are getting a bit clowned on right now. Mugen attacked Nav. <laughs> uh, sorry, the the one by the tree with the machine. Yeah, Mugen attacked Nav, and Hunan attacked Colin. Oh, I see. Right, I got them mixed up. All right. Um... Yeah, I actually purposely swapped their letters. <laughs> so it's Mugen and Hunan instead of Hugen and Munin, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> Understandable. All right. So I guess, like, we aren't really here to win a fight. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess I could just start shooting at them with my short bow if we think. As long as you don't kill them. Provided we don't, I don't kill them, yeah. Yeah, just go for the other kneecap. Yeah, why not, actually? I, yeah, because I'm not sure, given that both the other coins have acquired, like, a whole process to get access to, I'd be amazed if this one was an accept. If that takes a while, that that might be a problem. I guess the real Pete will just pop out and just try and shoot the uh, bird that did the spell on Nav. Yeah, in the kneecap. And he rolls a 16, so... Four times three is 12. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, okay, you'll be dealing two damage to Mugen. He kind of silently pokes out from the tree and I guess in the hubbub of everything going on, looses an arrow into the bird's knee and then uh, ducks back if possible. Well, I guess I do know how to use this. All right. Uh, who's next? Bell? Yeah. Uh, so the one that I had just kneecapped, uh, how close am I? Am I still? Since you moved... You're still probably 20 feet away, and Nav and Fugen are actually kind of sort of between you and Mugen. You're getting close to Nav, but Mugen is still much closer to the tree. So if you could just move up to him, though, if you wanted to. Am I, that wouldn't be my action to move up to him? That would be an action. This is not really a combat system so much as, yeah... But punching's my entire thing. <laughs> yeah, vectors are good at this kind of thing later on. Or there, I know there's an ability that lets you move and hit. I don't know when, but 
For now, I guess I'm gonna just fucking pull out my sword and just run up looking really fucking intimidating. Come at me, bitch! Let's go! Okay, you're getting right up in Mugen's face now. Yeah, focus on me, motherfucker. Uh, so that's a problem for Mugen. That's a problem for future Mugen. And then Colin. I guess I'll draw my dagger and <laughs> try my best to... Uh... Don't forget that you have ciphers as well. Um... All right, he has drugs. Well, no, you have the drugs. I have the drugs. I have the cape, which I have not used yet. It also has no use in this situation, really. No. Does it not? It makes a trail of darkness behind me. That also causes fear. Oh, yeah, oh, you can freak yeah. the shit out of this bird. You know what? I'm going to reach into my pack and, like, whip out Your dick? this black cape and throw it around my shoulders. And it's just going to start, like, billowing this wall of black smog around me. Okay. And then I'm going to turn around and start running the other way. <laughs> Very fair. Uh, you won't get super far, but that is certainly moving an immediate distance. If you just book it, leave a trail of darkness. Uh, that is going to be a problem for Hunan um, if he chooses to pursue. So we now go to next in the order. It's going to be Fugan, who's having a bad time. <laughs> and nothing can go wrong. <laughs> He's going to try to push you off. I get some kind of bonus because I'm choking him, right? There's a bonus because you're choking him, but there's also the problem of you're paralyzed. How long does that last? The round, till the beginning of your next turn. Okay. I just wanted to know. I think basically these uh, assets and detriments are canceling each other out, so it's just going to be a level four. You are going to make a level four might check to... or speed check to just not be thrown off I'm gonna have to use speed because I don't have much in the way of might and I'm kind of out of out of usable points for a little while it's also okay to not spend them uh, this isn't going to do any damage this is basically just getting you the fuck off and you're a paradox you're not really designed to be in close anyway I know but I currently don't have a lot of other options you can blow things up with your mind no, I can't hear. Yes, you can. You're telling me I can't. You're that's your type ability. You did it with the wolves. I, right, I did do it with the wolves. I'm sorry. It's hard for me to remember. I got a 19, anyways. Wow, that's a minor <laughs> effect, actually. Wow. Can I get him to pass out? I'm already choking him. Um, you know, okay. So I don't know if you're just gonna pass the fuck out of me, like right off the bat, but. Fugan is on the ground, his legs are broken, and he's got you on top of him, and he can't get a good angle because you've got because even though you're paralyzed, your bedsheet is wrapped around his neck and he's trying to push you off. So as he tries to push you off, your like blood paralysis arm just like slips around and now um it, even though you've basically fallen. Um, a little bit, you've got that right on him. And he's, it's going to make things easier for you to do really anything to him next time that you have a chance to do so. Um, poor guy. No, he sucks. 
They all suck. <laughs> no poor guying us on this. They're human trafficking. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's a that's a fair complaint. I can poor guy villains like, like the best of them, but these guys are particularly not not well suited for that treatment. We don't have any poor little Mew Mews in this fucking household. <laughs> I'm going to cut over to, to Hunan, who sees this wave of darkness behind you and backs up. He is becoming more and more visible now uh, since he has attacked. Um, he's kind of fading into view and he looks around at the cacophony of things that are happening and he pulls out a cipher and i think he's going to aim at bell yeah yeah i kind of expected that i did threaten to fucking torture and kill him so this is the roguish one he's he's going to help his brother basically and even though nav is currently choking out his other brother she's still or they're still inherently less threatening looking mm-hmm. than Bell. Oh, this will be interesting. He's going to throw um, essentially, what essentially looks like a an arcane orb towards you. Uh-oh. I need you and I guess Nav too. Uh, hang on. How does this work? Are we that close together? Fair. You're actually far enough away. He throws this orb and... It explodes, and suddenly Bell and Mugen are going to have to deal with a bit of an issue as gravity shifts. Suddenly the ground falls out from under both of you, and you fall towards the tree. Go ahead and make a level two speed check to stay, like, land. Alrighty. Level two. I got that. I've got that. Everything's totally fine. Dear God, I thought that was a six. It's a nine. Nice. Low numbers are just making my fucking blood pressure lose it. Your body flips out underneath you, and then you manage to land on the tree trunk right next to Mugen, who is also standing next to the tree. And then the machine that he was standing next to also crashes into the tree. It doesn't look broken, but probably not good for it. Yeah. It can't be good for it. On a scale of iPhone four, I dropped on the concrete to Nintendo 64. I dropped like a foot. How badly damaged is this thing? I mean, it's pretty beefy. It looks at a glance. It looks probably fine. Okay. So it's probably an N64. Yeah. Also, sorry, I was just double-checking my shit to make sure I wasn't forgetting about something. And Mm -hmm. uh, here, because I slay dragons, uh, I inflict an additional point of damage with weapons. So Munin's a... a, Donald's feel a little little worse than than it was originally. Oh, yeah, that would count as that, wouldn't it? Okay. A hammer is a weapon. (laughs) Now that Mugen is on the tree, Mugen reaches out with his... with two hands right towards you, Bell. Make a level four might check, might defense task. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm not, I'm not risking it. I'm spending shit for my edge. The, the okay. sp- spending my, I can't risk this shit. I, I'm not letting. We're not going down because of me. Never mind. We are. That's a fucking one. <laughs> oh, this is so much worse than it was oh. going to be. 
of all moments. Oh, this is the one thing you're supposed to be good at. <laughs> That's very unfortunate. Oh, no. Mugen reaches out with two hands, and you can suddenly feel the blood in your body being pulled on. Not out. More, your entire body is being moved by your blood. You're being blood-bent as he basically judo-throws you over his head with blood magic up the tree trunk into the lowest branches, which are very close together. Hanging from them are many hanging towards you, uh, interestingly, because gravity's weird now, are there's a there's a little painting that someone might have found sentimental value in. There are so many stuffed plushes. And then right in front of you is this very this 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 weird action figure that's kind of a it, it looks like a soldier that's like some kind of futuristic soldier, maybe an insectoid alien type of thing. As you are thrown into the branches and you basically run into it with your body. And, and you recognize it, of course. But then you fall into not a tree, but into a dream. Oh, fuck. You are at a table with family. Oh, boy. This is so bad. No. <laughs> and I think we can end there. From the personnel files of the estate... Could you state your name, recursion of origin, and current position for the record, please? Uh, yeah, I'm Marco Lang. I'm from Earth, uh, Portland, Oregon, specifically. Uh, officially, I'm going to be the dietitian at the Casaloma Estate. How did you come to work at the estate, Marco? <laughs> it's kind of an interesting story, actually, but a uh, short version. The restaurant I was working at was invaded by carnivorous yams. Uh, some patrons started going missing, turned up later, kind of chewed up. It was very Archie's mysteries, honestly. Uh, then some estate folks showed up, found the anomaly that was creating them, and then we got to hunting. That's when I found out that those yams, when properly prepared so they, you know, can't eat you back, taste really good. I wanted to know where they came from, what other, uh, I guess, exotic foods were out there. So the estate took me in. Four years later, and I'm cataloging recipes from other worlds. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceweavePod. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system, with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave. <clears throat> let me, let me, let me do it. 
Last time on... <laughs> Fuck the spikes. No, Nathan, your turn. The spikes, no. Last time on Dice Weave. <laughs> Wait, that's the X-Men theme. <laughs> I was about to say... We're not not the X-Men. <laughs> you know, you could be the X-Men at some point. We could meet the X-Men. You could. I could punch Wolverine in the dick. And I could fight Nightcrawler. That'd be a dope fight. I want to see Nav absolutely destroy Nightcrawler. I was originally going to say fuck Nightcrawler, but I don't know if Nav is all that into that. On a theoretical level, absolutely Nightcrawler's insanely hot. I'm sorry, teleportation, best fucking power out of all those X-Men. Also, he's slightly fuzzy. I'm normally not into the slightly fuzzy, but tied with the demon prince element that Nightcrawler's got going on, it's kind of a good combo. It's a good aesthetic. Also, he's blue. Mm. Blue is just a good color. Apparently there's something about human genetics when affected by the X gene that means if they're going to grow fur, it's got a higher percentage of being blue than you'd expect. Hmm. They're just like, nah, 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 sorry, we got a theme going here. If you're going to be a mutant and you're going to be furry in any regard, blue. I'm like, Mystique isn't furry, but she is also like a mutant who's got like a significant coloration distinction. And she's also like hyper blue. I'm sorry. That's wild. Yeah, you've got fucking Mystique, uh, Beast, fucking everybody who has anything altered about their appearance, blue. I mean, it does look good. Probably the answer is blue printed really nice in 70s comic book pages. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a color that looks really good. And we have other green guys already, and it makes you look like an alien if you're green. And these guys aren't aliens, they're mutants. Well, you look like an alien if you're green and furry, but if then if you're green and hairless, then you just look like a rip-off Hulk. Well, it depends how thin you are. If you're if you're skinny, <laughs> green, and hairless, you look like an alien. Yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking about Twink Hulk now. Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Martian Manhunter is Twink Hulk, you're right. Oh, but he's no. from DC, so they don't have to worry about each other. Although I think they'd get along just fine.